Hello, this is Pastor James Simmons. Today I have been given the, the most uh, special opportunity to co-host or to step in for Apostle Terry Walker. And today we're talking about a subject which, which we all should be familiar with. And not only familiar with, we all should be participating in. And that's worship. Amen. Worship. Uh, at our church, it seems as though God is doing some great things. And he's doing it through the worship. Amen. God has really energized and activated by way of his spirit. Our young people, our millennials, they are they are involved in the service. They are involved in church and ministry. And most important, they are they are involved in worship. Amen. They are they are really breaking out and breaking forth in worship. And it's almost as if we're stuck, or maybe the better word, the Holy Spirit has caused us to pause right now. In worship and full worship. So I want to bring some of what's taking place on the inside of our church building and what's taking place in and through our people or their people or the body of Christ. And I want to bring it to the radio program today. Worship. Amen. Um, worship is an action word. If we remember uh, back in school or now was a person, place and thing. The word worship is a verb. It's an action word. Amen. So worship is an action. Amen. So uh, let, let me let me pause and before I get too too far. Worship is the acknowledging and reverencing of Almighty God and for who He is. Amen. So worship reverence and acknowledges God for who He is. Praise is the acknowledging and reverencing of Almighty God for what He has done. So oftentimes we, we, we hear the phrase praise and worship. Amen. So we praise God and or we thank God for what he has done, for what he has provided, for what he has given. But we worship God for who he is. Now, let me make a very clear distinction here. You only know who a person is or what they're all about only by getting to know them. Amen. And sometimes people will tell you something negative or positive about another person. <clears throat> but the reality is, you always don't, un don't understand or know whether what you're being told is true until you get to know the person yourself. Amen. There are times pe people may have said bad things or negative things about a person. And then once you've got to know the person personally yourself, you find that not to be true or accurate. It's the same thing with God. Anybody can praise God because God has blessed all of us. The scripture declares that God rains down on the just and the unjust. So God blesses everyone. He blesses each of us every day with a brand new day. So God blesses everyone. We all have our seasons of blessing. We have our seasons of trial. So God blesses everyone. So everyone or anyone can praise or acknowledge God for what he has done. But the question becomes, can you worship God for who he is? And as I stated, the only way you can truly worship God is to know God. Amen. And I always use the phrase, God knows you, but do you know God? So someone would say, how do I get to know God? You get to know God through, through the studying of the word of God, which is the Holy Bible, and through prayer. So what is prayer? Prayer is a conversation with God. Prayer is a conversation between you and God, 
about the matters of your heart. Amen. About the matters of your life. Amen. It's, it, and it's a two-way conversation, which means you talk back to God, God will talk back to you. Whether it be an audible voice, whether he speaks to your heart, or whether he speaks to you through his word. Amen. God will communicate with you and to you. Amen. But getting back to worship. Worship is supposed to be a lifestyle, not just a once-a-week occurrence. Amen. Worship is supposed to be a lifestyle. How we conduct ourselves on a daily basis uh, 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 is supposed to be from a worshipful attitude or a worshipful purpose. Amen. Worship. Amen. It's not just a once-a-week occurrence. Amen. We don't, we, we don't just worship God one day a week. Amen. Why? Because worship requires intimacy and relationship. Intimacy and relationship is a requirement for worship. Amen. Worship brings us out of ourselves and it takes us to a place where, where we are intimate with God, where we, where we share our, our feelings, we share our emotions, whether the emotions are negative or positive. We share who we are. We share how we're feeling. We share what we're going through. It's all expressed through worship. Amen. Clapping of the hands is a part of worship. Amen. The audible words that come out of your mouth is a part of worship. Amen. The musical instruments is all a part of worship. Amen. If you ever read the Psalms, Psalms 100 tells us, I'll be Psalms 150 tells us, worship the timbrel and dance. We worship God with the instruments, with the harp, with the guitar, with the drums, with the keyboard, with the organ, with the clarinet, amen, with the saxophone. We worship God with instruments as well. It's all a part of the worship experience, amen. So, worship goes all the way back to the Old Testament, amen. It goes all the way back to the Old Testament, amen. And we know that a, a good portion of the Psalms were written by, by King David. And David said in Psalm 34 that I will bless the Lord, or in this context, I will worship the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be on my lips or be in my mouth. So, so David realized the importance of worship, amen. Worship is, a, is supposed to be an important component of what we do, but not only what we do, but who we are. Because again, worship requires relationship and intimacy. Amen. One of the greatest battles ever fought and or ever recorded in the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it was won. The battle was won. The victory was gained. Why? Because the people worshipped. Amen. And right now, we it appears that we are in, at the tail end of this pandemic. Amen. We're in the month of June and in the month of February and March. We experienced a shutdown across the land. Cities were shut down. Jobs were shut down. Amen. It was, a, it was and actually still is a time of crisis. So whenever... The, a nation finds itself in crisis, one of the best things to do is open up the word of God and figure out and find out and study and discern how they handled a time of crisis. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we see that Jehoshaphat and the, and the children of Israel, they were surrounded. They were surrounded. They were surrounded by the enemy. Amen. 
And it wasn't just one enemy. It wasn't just one nation. And it says in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab, one nation, and the people of Ammon, second nation, and others with them besides them, the Amorites, third nation, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they that are in, are in Hazar, Tamar. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Let me pause there. So Jehoshaphat feared, but his fear caused him to shut things down. Amen. And as I said earlier, we're coming out of a shutdown. Amen. Everything was shut down. Shut down. A lot of things came to a standstill. Amen. So we see in the word of God. That when things came to a standstill, they began to seek the Lord. And another thing we need to understand, that whenever there's a time of crisis, we, we need to seek what the prophetic instruction is. The prophet, in, in, in the second, second Chronicles chapter 20, the prophet came forth and, and gave a prophetic word. And here it is in verse 14. It says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the, of the sons of Asaph. In the midst of the assembly, verse 15, and he said, Listen, all you Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord. That's the, prophet, that's the prophet speaking what God is saying. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Then here's the instruction. Tomorrow, go down against them. Tomorrow, go and face your enemy. Amen. Tomorrow, go. That means to move. That means to proceed forward. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up, uh, come up by the accent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go, go out against them, for the Lord is what? With you. Amen. He's with you. Amen. So we have to understand in times of crisis that, and, and when things are shut down, God is yet with us. Amen. And one thing that we experience in our church and or in our fellowship and amongst the body of believers, the world was shut down, but the kingdom of God was not shut down. The kingdom of God did not stop moving, stop progressing. Amen. And we have to understand that this, going back to what I said earlier, worship is supposed to be a lifestyle, not just a once a week occurrence. Do you say, well, Pastor Simmons, why? Because God desires to be a full-time dad. He doesn't want to be a weekend dad. Amen. He don't just want a weekend visit. Amen. He just he don't want a, a, a few hours once a week you stop by. No. God desires to be a full-time dad. God desires to be a part of your, your decision-making. God desires to be a part of your life. God desires to be a part of your family. 
And I remember one of my former pastors always teaching us, make Jesus the object of your focus. Make Jesus the object of your worship. Amen. So God wants to be a part of our life. Everything that matters to us matters to God. There is no, there is no such thing of some things we don't talk about or pray about with God. He's concerned about everything. He's concerned about every aspect. He's concerned about, about every detail. Amen. God wants to be a full-time dad. Amen. But, but. We have to understand that, that, that in the times of crisis, amen, and, and, and now watch this, it appears we're coming out, but I still believe that the prophetic word for this season right now is worship, amen, and we have to connect with God on a higher level and or a deeper level of worship, amen, because we need the victory over this thing. We need the victory o o over what's happening in our nation and in our land. And right behind it, the COVID came the violence and the looting and the rioting. Amen. And it made a bad situation even worse. But we need to worship God. We need to worship God. We need to be seeking God. We need to be crying out to God. Amen. And now we need to cry out more because the appearance is, oh, it's okay to get back together. Oh, it's okay. We still need to be practicing a social distancing. We still need to be sanitizing, washing our hands. We still need to be adhering to some of the protocols that were established during the shutdown. But let me give you these three things. In worship, instructions is given. Amen. Now, the prophetic word did not, or the prophetic instruction did, was not released until the people shut down, began to worship and seek God's face. So in, in your worship and in your, in your personal times of worship, God will give instructions. Amen. And, and, and there are some things in your life that you will have to face. Amen. It, it, it said the prophetic and, and, and the next part of the prophetic instruction was go out tomorrow and face your enemy. They were surrounded. They have nowhere to run. They have nowhere to hide. Amen. So they had to go out and they had to face what the, the enemy. They had to face what was before them. But because they worshiped, because they shut down, because they, they, they began to seek God, God gave a prophetic instruction. Don't worry about this battle. This is not your battle. The battle is the Lord's. Amen. So in essence, all they had to do was show up because they connected with God or reconnected with God on a higher level or a deeper level of worship. Amen. Amen. I need, I need that to sink in. Amen. Worshiping God. Amen. Pouring out your heart before God. Becoming transparent before God. Amen. So, so there was a prophetic instruction. Now, another thing that is given or, or released in worship is answers. Amen. We got, we got some questions. Amen. We got some decisions to make. Amen. We got some things that, that, that are calling or crying out for our attention. And we need some answers. Amen. And we have to realize that some of the answers that we need in this life can only come from God. And I think every city in our nation has, has come to the realization that what once was normal a lot of it no longer exists. 
There are some jobs that have gone and they're not coming back. There's some businesses, unfortunately, as it is, as tragic as it is, some businesses that have shut down are not going to reopen. Amen. Uh, as cities come to, to the green phase or, or they, they get back to, to opening up and, and they get back to congregating in small groups and whatnot, some of us will not have a job to go back to. So we need some answers. Amen. We need some answers. Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel were surrounded. So they needed an instruction and they needed some answers. Amen. And oftentimes the answer is giving as we worship. And you say, well, Pastor Simmons, why do I need to worship God in order to get answers? Because worship requires what? Intimacy and relationship. Anyone in Scripture you see they had a relationship with God. And I'm talking about our verbal relationship with God. Yes, we can pray quietly. Yes, we can pray inwardly. But there comes a time when God wants us to open our mouth in his presence. Amen. He wants wants us to open our mouth in his presence and to give him glory and to give him honor. And as I said, to reverence him with our lips. Amen. To honor him with our lips. Amen. To uphold him, to lift him up high with our lips. And we have to understand this, that worship is the fruit of our lips. Amen. So we, 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 we are supposed to be producing fruit. Amen. So worship is the fruit of our lips. Amen. So we're supposed to give God the fruit of our lips. We give God the fruit of our labor, which is our time, our resources, and the gifts that we that he's given us. We give those gifts back to him so that he can sanctify them and anoint them and then use our gifts to help bless, strengthen, or encourage somebody else. But worship is the fruit of our lips. Amen. Worship is the fruit of our lips. And worship is personal. Amen. And I I, got to reiterate, anybody can praise, but not everybody can worship. Amen. Anybody can praise, but not everybody can worship. Because worship calls you to come out of yourself. Worship calls you, calls you, causes you to, to, to be transparent. And worship also requires you to repent. Even if we think we haven't done, done anything, it's best to repent just in case we have. Amen. So going back to my points, when we worship, we receive instruction. When we worship, we receive answers. Amen. And when we worship and we see victory, we see the victory manifested. Amen. We see the victory. We gain the victory. I'm still in Second Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm reading verse 20. It says, So they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness to take care. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and was saying, praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. 22nd verse. Hear me, hear me well. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon, Moab, 
Mount Seir, who came against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they helped to destroy one another. So wait a minute, back up to the beginning of verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, when they began to worship and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir. In other words, the worship caused the enemy to be confused. Oh my God. The worship caused the enemy to be confused. Amen. And, and, and let me divert for a moment. Spiritual warfare basic 101. Worship is a weapon of war. Because the enemy does not understand relationship. The enemy does not understand intimacy. Because the, 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 the demons that do the enemy's bidding or do the enemy's work, they, they serve him out of fear. But we serve God out of love and, and, and we serve God out of our hearts. That's what makes the difference. Amen. And we're serving God out of, our, out of our relationship with him. And our relationship causes us to worship him. Amen. But, but, but the enemy, amen, was confused. Amen. Uh, uh, I'll say it like this. A spirit of confusement was released on them and they began to fight one another. Because the people worshipped. And, and let, let me break it down even further. The enemy does not always understand. He can't fathom how come we still worship. How come we do all we can to be faithful when he does all, his, all that he can to destroy us. When he does all that he can to interrupt our lives. When he does all that he can to be a disturbance, to be a distraction. But yet we remain faithful, yet we remain, we remain steadfast, yet we, we still praise, we still sing, we still lift our hands, we still participate in the worship service, we still give our offering, and that confuses him. So once again, worship is a lifestyle. All, all those things I just mentioned, that's part of a worshipful lifestyle. And worship is a lifestyle. Amen. Worship is a lifestyle. And, and, and the enemy is confused because we continue to worship. Sometimes you got to be able to worship with pain in your heart. But you know God has still been good, so you continue to worship. Sometimes you worship with tears in your eyes. You're crying about situations. You're crying about a burden. You're crying about a bill. You're crying about a spouse. You're crying about a child. You're crying about work, whatever it might be. Amen. But even in the midst of that, we, we, we still press forth and worship and the enemy gets confused. So, my last point here. In worship, we receive instruction. In worship, we receive answers. In worship, we gain the victory. And in worship, we get peace. Worship has a way, or, or, or should I say it like this, God through worship has a way of calming our emotions. Amen. God through worship has a way of calming our emotions. 
And what I'm saying is this. God will change you in, in most cases before he changes your situation. God will move upon you or move in you before he moves for you or through you. I'm going to repeat that. God will move, will move in you and with you be, before he moves for you. Amen. Which means worship brings you into a place where you just submit to God's will. Amen. And, and again, the enemy doesn't understand why we submit when we're going through. Because the, 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 the word of God declares, 1 Peter 5 and 8, the enemy, as a roaring lion, walketh to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. And the enemy knows, or he thinks, or oftentimes he assumes that what, what he has put forth and what he has planned and what he has spoken and, and what he has strategized against us, against our home, against us in the workplace, against the ministry, against our financial uh, situation. He thinks or assumes that he's going to stop us. And, and then oftentimes what the enemy does is just drives us closer to God. So worship. Confuses the enemy. Amen. And worship gives us peace. Amen. Because the scripture also declares that when I am weak, then I am made what? Strong. Amen. The scripture also declares that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the word strengthen means to beef up, to enable, to prop up, to, and to support. Amen. So when we say we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that's what we're saying. We're being beefed up. We're being enabled. You're being strengthened. And God is propping you up. The enemy has planned and plotted for you to fail, for you to fall. But God says, not so. I'm propping you up. Continue to worship me. I'm beefing you up. Continue to worship me. I'm building you up. Continue to worship me. I'm making ways. Continue to worship me. As the songwriter says, he's a way maker. Even though you can't see it, he's a way maker. Even though you can't feel it, you got to continue to worship. Amen. Don't let the worship die. Don't let your worship become become inconsistent. Amen. We worship God every day. If nothing else, tell God, thank you for the day that you have experienced. Tell God, thank you that there's food on the table. Tell God, thank you that you got clothes on your back. There's more to thank God for than we have more to complain about. Amen. We have so many things to give God worship. We have so many reasons why to worship. Thank God for the sun that shine. Thank God for the rain. Because if we didn't have rain, there'd be no vegetation. If there was no vegetation, we could not eat. So even the rain, thank God for the rain. Amen. Sometimes the rain puts a, what they call a damper on things. Sometimes the rain may cause us to have to postpone things. But thank God, sunshine does shine. Amen. The sun does shine. Amen. And the, and the moon gives us light at night. So we are blessed. Amen. We are blessed. Amen. And I'm challenging you and I'm encouraging you. Push forward in your worship. Amen. Press forward in worship. Amen. Let worship become a lifestyle. Let worship be the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night. Amen. How about how about this? Let's pick up some good habits. Amen. Let's put the bad habits down and start picking up some good habits. First thing in the morning, thank you, Jesus. Last thing at night, glory to God. Amen. Let worship 
come out of our mouth instead of fussing and cussing sometimes. Amen. Let's be real about this thing. Amen. Let's let the fruit of our lips honor God. Let's let the words that come out of our mouth honor God. Amen. It's time to honor God for everything. It's time to honor God in spite of. And, 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 and we're getting close on time here. But think of it this way. Sometimes you give God an anyhow praise. Uh, anyhow worship. We worshiping God anyhow. I'm having a hard day, but I worship God. My, as the songwriter said, my hallelujah belongs to you. Hallelujah. Your, your worship belongs to God and to God only. Amen. So sometimes you got to give them an anyhow worship, a anyhow praise. Sometimes things are not the way you want it to be. Sometimes things are not the way you even need it to be. But I will bless the Lord at all times. And the word all means just that all. Not some, not a third, not a portion, not half. It means all. Amen. All at all times, amen. When it don't feel like it, praise God. When 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 there's pain in my body, amen. Somebody said, if I couldn't say a word, I'll just wave my hand. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's all a part of the worshipful experience. And I'm encouraging you, push forward in worship. Become a, a worshiper. Ask God to give you a worshipful lifestyle. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, worship God, worship God, adore God, love God in the name of Jesus. I thank you for this opportunity and I give God praise.